Hello, welcome to another interview here on the Ambry Podcast. Today we are with uh, Charlotte Sutton Dockery, and she is joining us today live. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for having me here. Oh, beautiful. So if you could, because you are an NLP master coach and career transformation mentor, if you could tell everyone just a little bit about you and what that means. Absolutely. It's always the question, isn't it? We have the titles, but what do they actually mean? <laughs> um, so hi, everyone. So I'm Charlotte. And I'm uh, dialing in from Hong Kong. So it's Friday morning for me all the way over here. And really in my role as an NLP master coach and career transformation manager, I, uh, mentor, sorry, I kind of have two streams. And the first one that is a real passion for me is helping professional women who really want to find a little bit more clarity and alignment between their life and career goals with really the, the desire then to really take their future into their their hands and really live the life that they want to. So it's really focused on that alignment piece. And the second part that links even stronger into the NLP is that I'm also a trainer in neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy, and NLP coaching. So I'm also helping to support other people to learn the skills of NLP so that they can really master them, not only to support them in their own life, their business, but also if they're working with clients as well. So particularly for coaches looking to move into that space too. Wow, you have a full plate. <laughs> I do indeed. I do a little bit of corporate training on the side as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the piece of the alignment and clarity, because I feel like that's still in a new stage for people to think about their career as something mm -hmm. that could be very clear and in alignment with who they are as individuals. So first off, why do you think that, because before it was you get a job and you make money to support, you know, the, the other stuff, the fun stuff that makes life worthwhile. And now we're entering into that whole mm -hmm. era of it can be both. When do you think that that started and why do you think that that's so important? I, I completely agree with that, that phrase, you know, previously it was you have life and you have a job basically, and one pays for the other. And I know on my own journey, I had been following that career path that so many of us do, where we set it at almost teenage years, where you decide uh, in the UK, for me, it was GCSEs, and then it's to college, then it's to university. And in between all of that, you're doing summer jobs to reinforce your CV. And, and really, I found that I was living a life in terms of my career that I defined when I was about 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved what I was doing, that experience of going through, but it was probably about almost 15 years later, 10, 15 years later, where I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm working so hard. I was in that real corporate rat race with really long hours, and I found my career was taking over my life. So yes, it was helping me do the nice things at the weekend, but I was just at that point where I was losing motivation because I was feeling overwhelmed, kind of burnt out, and that everything was for work and there was very little time left for me to actually enjoy the fruits of my labor. <laughs> and, right. and that was when I kind of had that stop and think, is this really what I want to be doing? And a lot of people 
that I was even speaking to in my period of time of going through that reflection myself, but also now, is that quite often we have those thoughts running, but so many people just bury them down. And there's, oh, I'm just not feeling motivated, I'm burnt out. But I know for me and many people that I talk to now, it's this feeling of, well, I've invested so long in doing this and getting me to where I am that we start feeling stuck or I'm only known for this. So how can I ever do something differently? And, and I've got used to maybe the salary or the, the work colleagues that I'm with. And it really took me quite a bit of self-reflection to realize how much my motivation had disappeared, really how I was just on autopilot. I wasn't really happy with what I was doing. I was doing what many of us do and I was living for the weekend every week. And that was when I, I went through quite a bit of soul searching in trying to reflect back to think, what is it that I really, really actually want to do that is, you know, being able to really reconnect with myself, reconnect with what is it that I'm good at? What is it that I'm passionate about? Um, and, and that was really that kind of starting point for me was being able to, at quite a low point, just say, I am unhappy. Something has to change. And the only way that's going to change is with me. So it was that. Now's the time to pause and reconnect. Wow. And what was your level of fear moving into this new way of thinking? Huge. <laughs> Whenever I think back to it, I, re I literally remember locking myself in my bedroom one day where I was just feeling really overwhelmed, completely burnt out at work, knowing I needed to change something but being so scared of changing something that I, I literally felt frozen mm. of, I don't want to do what I'm doing, but I don't know what I want to do next. Ah, And it really was almost a day of just locking myself away and, and kind of trying to reprogram that words that are going on in my mind and realizing it's me that's actually generating that fear. It's very natural. But how do I get past that? Because if I can't get past it, then I can't change. So how do you? How did you? Because so a lot for of, me, yeah, a lot of people ahead, leave the room and go, uh, you know what? It's just easier for me to go back and try to make the best of my current situation because there's no guarantee. So what was, Absolutely. What was that first step? You're like, you know what? I'm scared. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm doing this. I want to know what that I think, push was and what that, how you, how you got to, how you got past that point. So for me, it really was that, that one day where I was locked in my bedroom and I really thought I, I can't do this anymore. And it was that, I don't know, I don't have the answers, but I know that I've actually got a lot of people in my network and support system that I can actually start talking to because I know for me and other people I've, I've spoken to, we can often kind of retreat in when we're feeling fear and under pressure and, and not seek help because sometimes, you know, we can think, oh, how, how are people going to understand how I'm feeling? Or am I going to be seen as, you know, completely blowing things out of proportion? And it was just that moment of saying to myself, nothing is going to change until you do something. And that can just be picking up the phone and having a chat with somebody just to kind of kickstart the process. So for me, it was to reaching out to people that I knew had made career changes and just starting to have conversations before I really 
found what was for me one of the the pieces that has just completely transformed everything for me which was when I found NLP and I began this journey where I said right I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore but I don't quite know what I want to do next I started thinking about my strengths and what am I good for and really reflecting over my career and there was a period of time I I actually covered somebody's maternity leave and it was supporting in people development and it was one of those things that terrified me but excited me the whole piece of getting up and running a training or, or running a mentor program and just supporting other people developing skills that are going to help them succeed in life and, and develop where they want to. And I started thinking that this is actually something that will not only give me a personal learning journey, but actually could lead to a career. Um, and really connecting back to my values was an exercise I did was actually just taking the time to think in my career, what is it that I actually see as important? And some of the really big trigger points for me was thinking about having freedom, flexibility, passion, interaction, all these words were coming up and it really made me realize that actually working with people and I wanted to create a future where I was going to be able to work from anywhere in the world. I could kind of pick and choose my schedules and I knew that that was something you can't get overnight. It's a bit of a, a journey. And that's when I started thinking I really wanted to move into personal development and growth. And in talking to sort of mentors and, and people that were guiding and supporting me in that space, I found, yeah, neuro-linguistic programming. And I was introduced to that and began my journey retraining in 2017. So just over three, about three and a half years ago now. Wow. And what year was it that you were you locked yourself in your bedroom and you had that defining day. That day. It was uh, beginning of, it was the first half of 2016. 2016. So it's not, and I think a lot of people imagine it to be, okay, I'm going to make this decision to change things and then everything's going to change. But I like the way that you outlined um, your, your journey in that you, you just work towards it every single day. And it's, talking yeah. with people, it's retraining, it's, it's taking um, classes and things that are interesting to you, but taking things that are not just interesting to you, but things that you could see yourself doing for a lengthy amount of time in your career. Is that how you find the alignment? For me, very much it was. It was getting back into creating a vision for my future. What is it that I really want to be doing? <clears throat> Excuse me when I sort of look five years down the line, 10 years down the line, you can't have the crystal clear picture necessarily. You know, I, it wasn't quite there, but I knew that my husband and I had always talked about that we wanted to spend chunks of time living in different countries and being able to travel and have that flexibility. But we've always said we still want to be able to do work. So it was how do we be able to have that? And it took me quite a bit of time of just creating visions, doing visualizations, taking time to really just sit with things sometimes. It sounds quite um, hard to do sometimes when it's super, super busy, but I would do things like just with, you know, morning cup of coffee, just use that time rather than doing Facebook and all of that at the same time, just sitting there and trying to think, what is it that I really want? And that doesn't necessarily come overnight if you are really, 
you know, you've built a whole career in things. You can't expect to suddenly flip the switch and right. have it. It would be lovely if we could. But it, it was listening to really what was going on in my mind and creating that vision. We, I do a lot of work with people around limiting beliefs. And so much we don't actually hear the stories that we're telling ourselves because we're too busy not really listening, but yet they really are running the show. You know, our thinking really can have a huge impact on our results. And so just a little bit of stillness and talking. And I'm an external processor. I like talking things through with people. So for me, it was very much finding coaches, mentors, people that have gone through similar transitions, just talking a lot to people and getting different perspectives mm. definitely helped. It kind of puts a whole new meaning to the whole dare to dream like if you mm -hmm. just dare yourself to just dream a little bit and that can be a scary thing especially when it when it's a dream that you can see becoming a reality absolutely and I think that's sometimes where we get stuck in fear that although we want it it almost seems too good to be true mm -hmm. so actually can I have that no I can't and we almost start limiting ourselves with our own thinking and then of course it doesn't become the reality but it was a turning point a couple of days ago that I really realized the power of dreaming before setting goals I read my um, goal that I had written on the first day of my first NLP practitioner training back in 2017 and I wrote today I think it was 30th of March or something um and I will have my own business running trainings and coaching and personal development by the 1st of April, 2020. And I launched my company on the 1st of March, 2020. So <laughs> I managed to work towards it, which is why I, I, I really say to people, creating a vision and a dream before you start setting goals, like long goals, goals really out into the future, take that time to dream because Sometimes we don't realize that we're limiting our dreams. And actually, if you set that, you create a vision, you really think about the path to get there, you can make it happen. Yeah. And it's so hard for, I, I, it is, it's hard for me even at times. And I just recently, everything that I had envisioned and wanted for me to have at 40, I and I can actually say this and non-ironically, literally turned 40 May 28th, landed the dream job that I wanted. My podcast is turning almost, it'll be two years old in April. Like everything that I had wanted mm -hmm. is because I worked towards it every single day. Like it wasn't yeah, and, and as long as you've got that, that kind of that vision there, you can get there. If we don't have a vision, we don't have the goal, we don't necessarily see the direction or the opportunities that are going to align with it. And you do need determination and you do need to make decisions and put the effort in. And, and it's not just setting the goal and poof, <laughs> it'll come. Exactly. But without that goal there, we don't necessarily know it may be a, a point in the road without the goal, you're not going to necessarily know which is the right turn to take. Wow. And that leads me to my next questions, because you do, you work with people on finding clarity and idea. Now, what I thought that I wanted at 25 was not what I thought I wanted at 35. Um, but 
So, so I'm curious. So as you start working with someone and they're going through your programs, you're really trying to, you're doing a lot of things here. A, you're, you're, you're telling them, you know, sit still, reflect, self-awareness. Um, you're asking them to unravel and re, you know, take the narration of truths that are being told to them that they themselves probably don't know what exactly it's all they're saying. So you're trying to undo that as well. And you're daring them to dream a little bit, right? You're mm -hmm. envision what you're saying. So you've got all of these mechanics happening. Have what happens when they start going through this process and what they started out thinking, this is what I'm working towards has changed. Do you find that sometimes they're like, oh, well then I must not know what I want. I haven't had that experience. I will never say never, you never know. But um, what I find is that I have a very kind of structured process in terms of particular exercises that we work through. And within that, that's lots of space to give you know, reflection and questions. It's a coaching journey. This is really kind of a, a longer term journey that we go through. So it is taking it step by step and just bringing things often into people's awareness. They knew it was there, but they didn't really know it was there. So quite often it's lots of aha moments along the way. Mm. So also it's not being too fixed at the beginning on the outcome. So sometimes people say, I know I want to say, I don't know, leave the corporate world and I want to start an events company. And I always say, that's great. That's there. Fantastic. Super exciting because actually that's what's giving you the trigger to want to explore something different. But let's just go back and actually let's just connect with you first and just really think about everything that you want in life because then career can become part of life but if we're too focused just on the career part we might end up again with that career alongside the life goals that I want to have um, a lot of time when I'm starting the sessions and talking to people about what are the goals that they want I take it back to life goals and I stay away from career to start with because quite often people say to me well I want that flexible life or I want that XYZ price house or I want to be able to move here and there so actually a lot of decisions that we're making even in our career are in order to support the life goals so it's really bringing those into the forefront to then think about okay now we understand us we've reconnected in our values our passions those stories we're telling ourselves getting really back to kind of connecting into our purpose and potential and now let's explore the career part. So we know this is one option, event planning. Now let's look at that based on what we've just explored and gone through. Are there other things that come up? So it's very much keeping it open. There's no right or wrong answer when you're kind of going through that transition. And I found a client of mine, he was really fixed on what he should do. He thought he should do because he wanted to start his own company and he'd always worked in branding his whole life. So he thought he should set up his own branding company and that would give him use his experiences, but also give him that flexibility of working for himself. But when we did that kind of reconnect and go back, he came up with a whole new business plan that has branding as part of it, but he suddenly realized that wasn't really what he loved to do. It was more what he felt better tied in with his experience and would be the better choice for him. So 
without having gone back to kind of basics in a way, we wouldn't have brought up all of those other strengths and passions that's now led him to set up a whole different company. And he is just glowing whenever I see him now. He's just, this is exactly the company I was meant to have. I'm super happy with it. And it's so much more than I thought I could have done if I hadn't have really just taken that time to reconnect and, and create that vision. And see, and that's what makes you amazing at what you, at what you do. You Thank understand you. <laughs> all of that because yeah, no, I, I mean, just listening to your process and how you approach and you, you're really helping get, you know, your clients into a place of being able to say, yeah, it's great. You're coming in with like this super strong, I know where I'm going. I just need you to help to really understand that alignment part and get that clarity because yeah. yeah, you, I mean, if you just worked towards something that you thought, like if he had just worked towards branding, he still wouldn't have, he would have missed the alignment part of it. He wouldn't have felt aligned with it. Yeah. Well, wow. This, see, this is why you're so good at what you do. I would like to know right now though, on your life, how did you end up in Hong Kong? Ah, <laughs> so I've actually been here just over 10 and a half years now. It's, crazy it's like Hong Kong's a bit of a vortex everyone comes for a year or two years and you either leave at that point or you could be here for 20 years it's very bizarre <laughs> so I'm well on my way to 20 years um I was living in the UK and after university I always knew I wanted to move abroad and live abroad and actually the Middle East was where my kind of calling was feeling it was drawing me um, but that just didn't work out and I always say what's meant to be will be and my aunt and uncle had lived in Hong Kong for many, many years. And I got that kind of, why are you looking at the Middle East? Come to Hong Kong, I'm here. <laughs> and yeah, I came over and thought, why not? Tested out some job interviews and, and really the rest was history. I got brought over uh, very fortunately with a company to work with them. So all kind of the moving costs and then just got settled and time started flying by. And, and then I met my husband here about eight years ago. Um, so I came all the way to Hong Kong to meet a guy from England. <laughs> and uh, we very much built a life here and created that network of friends and family and, and the work that we do here. It's, it's a place I love. Wow. And I just talking to you and your, the energy that I get from you, and this is the second time that we've spoken and you have, mm -hmm. you're so calming and just relaxing like this is an interview um for you it's the morning time and it's already friday um mm -hmm. for me it's the end of the day we're, we're hitting 7 p.m and i have it's just such a nice talking to you is just a nice way to land at the end of the day and it's a lovely way for me to start the day i'm really enjoying this <laughs> Well, you had, um, you had promised the listeners a guide. Can you tell us a little bit about what they're going to get with that guide? Absolutely. So I've created a free guide around the values piece. So I've sort of referenced it as we've been talking and I, I see our values as something so important. And we often use this term, our values, our values, but we don't necessarily articulate them or actually spend the time to find them unless we go through a process in order to do that. And we have values for all of the different areas of our lives. So if you take career or family, health and fitness, because 
what's going to be important to you in each of those areas is probably going to be slightly different. There might be overlaps. Um, so I've designed a guide to really help people just take that moment and kind of step back and reconnect with their values and to really bring them about. And it's very a simple process, but it's actually incredibly eye-opening for me and the work I've done with other people is often it's just that, oh, I hadn't really realized. I thought maybe I had three or four values. Going through this exercise, we end up with maybe 20 and actually uncovering them. And there's a huge amount of work in terms of just understanding our values and exploring them can bring about huge changes because you can very easily, I say easily, can be easy, maybe sometimes harder, once you know your values to then spot, okay, where is that aligned to what's going on in my life or my career and where is it misaligned? And that very much can then be just one simple step. If people say, I love my job, but I'm just, I'm not feeling very motivated right now or I'm, I just can't get that get up and go, quite often it means there's something that's not quite right with our values because if our values are all aligned and connected, there is so much inner motivation and that kind of feelings of fulfillment and satisfaction that will come from them. So this guide just helps a few kind of questions to work through to uncover those as a first step um, to really just understand that driving force behind career. So the guide is very much written in the context of career, but the exact same process can be used for any area of life. You just change the word career <laughs> to family or health and fitness or whatever you want to do. So hopefully oh. it'll be a nice little tool just to help people just reconnect a little bit. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to to downloading it and working with it. Absolutely. And I will Fantastic. I'll change career and li I'm going to do all of them, like career, life, family, all of it. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. So if people get through this guide and they decide, you know what? All right. I need to work with Charlotte. How do they get mm -hmm. in touch with you? Very easily. So we've got all of the kind of the online platforms. Uh, my website is unleashinfinitepotential.com. Um, so there's ways to connect through there. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram with Unleash Infinite Potential as well. And my email, if anyone wants to reach out, is charlotte at Unleash Infinite Potential. So all the same words, <laughs> um, but an easy way to connect through. And if people go through the guide, um, all of the details are at the bottom of that as well. And the link would take people through to the website. So should be easy. But charlotte at unleashinfinitepotential.com is my email. Perfect. And um, for all the listeners, um, we have all of Charlotte's links and her biography in the June episode guide. They're also going to be in the show notes, um, as well as any promotionals that we have that are going around for this particular episode. So anything that you need, there are links everywhere. If you want to get in touch with Charlotte, you absolutely can. All yes, right, so please I do. Perfect. And I always like my guests. I always offer the guests. If you would like to leave the audience with any sort of wisdom, lasting wisdom, what would that be? I was thinking about this earlier and I was like, what would be, if I could say one line at the end, what would it be? <laughs> and I would, I, I kind of came up with all these ideas and I thought the one thing I would love to say is the only things we regret in life are the things that we don't do. So sometimes just thinking about if we don't do the things we want to, they're more likely going to be the things that you regret than trying something and they're not quite working out. So 
The only things we regret in life are the things we don't do. That is, is a perfect way. That's a perfect final thought. Perfect way to, to end this interview. Thank you so much for taking time out of your morning um, to sit and, and have a conversation with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved every minute of it. Thank you, Jacqueline. So glad. <laughs> Thank you to all the sponsors of the Embry podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week. A special shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T. Martin. You ladies are amazing and your support means the world to me. If you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash Anbry. You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.